you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. Hi and hello, football fans, Game of Life fans, and I hope movie and TV fans are listening right now. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We'll talk some football, but uh, the other subjects that I just broached will certainly be a focus point as well. We're very excited because we have an old pal of ours behind the glass right next (laughs) to a newer pal. Well, now he's getting to be old himself there, and uh, there's more of him to love than ever before the heavy set Eddie Spaghetti. Are you excited today or what? This is going to be a really fun one. You think this will be good? Yeah. Okay, because here in Studio 66 with me, seated to my immediate left, a Super Bowl champion, but he has reached really sort of transcended being a pro football player merely. Uh, he won the uh, the Super Bowl, the second Giants victory over the Patriots a few years back. Since then, he's gone on to great acclaim as a writer. How about that? In show business, a lot of people want to do it. Spencer Pacinger has done it. And uh, so you, uh, tell me about this, first of all, before I even say hello to you. On the CW, um, the show is coming up with a second season yes. in October, October 7th to be exact, uh, exact All-American. It's basically the biography of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. It's loosely based on my life growing up in South Central Los Angeles but having an opportunity to attend Beverly Hills High School. 
Um, and I've, I've seen some of it. I watched the pilot, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. is, uh, is what I've seen. And, and take no, wait, you didn't watch the second episode? You must not <laughs> no, have been that impressed. The thing is, see, it's, uh, it, it's football season, and then I have four children. And so consuming any series is difficult for me. But it's, I, it's streaming. Like, get to it when you want. All right, okay, that's right. That's what I'm going to do. Get to it when you want. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then also, the, uh, you're the star, you're the host of a brand-new podcast. Yes. I want to. So track it down on iTunes under the heading WRTS, right? That's how you call it. And I like the name of this show. Pretty clean. I can't believe no one's thought of this before. <laughs> Film study podcast. It's all about movies and TV and uh, yeah, and yeah. your new life. huh? So just like you said, it's on WRTS. That's our podcast channel presented by Uninterrupted. And we, myself and my producing partner, Dane Mork, we host the Film Study Podcast. So essentially we're breaking down films akin to the Film Study name. As a player, when we're watching film, we're trying to get keys to, you know, our opponent. And after we after we play the game, we're trying to learn from our mistakes. So that's what we're doing each week with films that are coming out and films that we just watched is the film that's coming out. We're giving you those little tidbits that you like to talk about going into the theater. For example, um, Aladdin was modeled after Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly. And then after the it was was, (laughs) after the initial renderings, they found out that he was a little too dopey. So they went to who? Tom Cruise in Top Gun and a Calvin Klein model somehow. After all that came to fruition, they looked to Han Solo, Harrison Ford, and said, this is where we want to get our our personality from. So those three characters essentially made up Aladdin. So that's some of the things that we're talking about on the film is just, you know, kind of digging through the archives and finding those cool, interesting topics around the movies that we've watched and the movies that we are soon to watch. Well, consider my interest peaked further <laughs> to go back and watch that in my house right now. Yeah. Also consuming my time. I mentioned football. I watch some of that, but in my house, we watch a lot of animated stuff. Yes. Um, and so, but you know, it's weird. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen full animated Aladdin. I've seen pretty much every animated or Disney princess picture, but not that one. I have a two-year-old and one on the way, so I'm knee-deep in the animated world. Maybe we can jump in on some of that. (laughs) Uh, I want to hear more about that. But again, Film Study Podcast presented by Uninterrupted. It's uh, And track it down. WRTS is how you'll track down basically a network of podcasts. And Uninterrupted... Um, I, I am getting deja vu because two of my favorite guys who now both work at NFL media, <laughs> one is uh, Andrew Hawkins, the other is Joe Thomas, two lovely fellas. And I seem to recall that a guy who helped bring that whole thing together and brought this show to us today used to produce one Dave Damashek football program. <laughs> That's right, everybody. <laughs> He's back seated behind the glass in his old chair. It's black tie. What is going on, Sean? Glad to be back at Studio Six Maximum Strength. I'm I'm mad you let that down. Oh, I forgot about maximum yeah. strength. I just got a cold chill up my spine. I know that much. Black tie behind the glass. Talk about transcending your old job in football and moving on to uh, to even greater heights. We're very yeah. pleased that uh, Black Tie is blowing up over there and uninterrupted and uh, excited to chop up some movie and uh, TV stuff yeah. with you. How are you, Black Tie? I'm doing good. As yeah. you mentioned, you know, film study is a blast to w- work on. Uninterrupted is great. I keep up with the DDFP family. Where's Emma, by the way? Emma VP. She what passed, happened? She, oh, she passed away. No, no, no. She, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> she's now working on Cheselnik, another uh, successful graduate of uh, of Studio 66. 
I know, I know. Good times. But uh, I'm glad to be back, you know, getting ready for the NFL season um, and uh, to talk movies. All talk right. Movies? Yeah. I want to talk you know, movies. I love movies. I do want to. And now listen, Spencer, I, I don't know if, if you've bought his jive, but inside 66, you'll see there quite clearly our cardinal rule, <laughs> our only rule. No jive. We don't yeah. we don't jive each other. Yeah. Black Tie tried to get away with jive talk for a while. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a cinephile. I love movies. Oh, I love movies. <laughs> Except, have you figured out yet the little asterisks, the plentiful asterisks? Uh, there's the a lot. He doesn't like anything pre like 90, mid 90s. Sports movies in general. Doesn't like sports movies, which is a weird, again, working at the NFL, then it uninterrupted. Doesn't like sports movies. Exactly. Um, doesn't like Tom Cruise movies, which is like he's he's been our action hero for the better part of thirty years. He's he's in roughly half of the movies that have come <laughs> out in your lifetime, so that um, eliminates all those. Doesn't really like a lot of uh, well, you don't like Mel Gibson movies, right? Um, really, you like the you like the scores. Basically, that's yes. what you like for movies. Mel yes. Gibson, that's been valid for the past ten yes. years. But before yeah, that, I thought it we was... canceled Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's yeah. morally acceptable to now turn your nose up at Mel Gibson movies. <laughs> exactly. But there were there was a str- there was a stretch there where we didn't know anything about that, and they were generally pretty entertaining. <laughs> now, here's the other thing, Spencer. You should know he, the, his replacement, Eddie Spaghetti, back there. Similarly, likes to think he knows a lot about TV and movies, mm-hmm. but has never seen either Die Hard. Or Lethal Weapon. What do you think of that? Well, now I'm looking at you. Who's hiring these people then? You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm the common thread. At some point, I have to blame myself for this. What do you think of that, Black Tie? Um, I have not seen Lethal Weapon neither. Oh. So You've never seen Lethal Weapon? And I have seen Die Hard. I just don't remember it much. I did want to go back and watch <laughs> it. Because I, I watched The Siege this weekend, and I was like, you know what? I need to watch some more Bruce you, Willis movies. You understand that you're on a movie podcast, I do right? understand that. You when get, we talk current movies. You get no better than 90s action. 90s action. That's I just, think that's, that's kind of true. Uh, 90s R&B. I prefer a lot 90s R&B. They go 90s the, they're together. Yeah. 90s anything is like the peak, especially with action movies. You have to watch them. I, you're really, because, yeah, you're, you're exactly right, because that's the sweet spot. That's Schwarzenegger at the height of his powers. Exactly. That's, you know, the lethal weapon. The first couple or few were good. If we can, I don't know if you would call them properly action movies, but that's when the Star Wars movies <laughs> yeah. are like are, are finishing up there. That's also, that's also. Rage the, of the Lost Ark. Uh, that's also the saxophone. You know, the saxophone <laughs> solos. Like, that's when you know you're in peak 90 action when you get that saxophone solo. Wow. <laughs> danger yeah even our even our top comedians of the day were doing action movies eddie murphy was in 48 hours so when you look back at that that's kind of a weird movie like hardcore gunplay wrapped (laughs) around some jokes it's a weird genre it is it's it's gritty but he's just in there just being a delight so i'd i'd watch 48 hours anytime it's a gem. Yeah. It's a it's a real gem. Um, let's talk about because this is we are on uh, NFL ground here. So let's mm-hmm. just talk very quickly some uh, some pro football stuff and specifically that second Super Bowl. Obviously, you're one um, against Tom Brady and company. Yes. And what I guess basically, what do you recall from from that run and from that uh, week or so that ran up to taking on uh, the the dynasty of the 21st century? Yeah, I mean one of my one of my just most vivid memories of that is before we even left to go to Indianapolis, you know, Justin Tuck, Eli, those just those guys that ran our locker room, they got up in front of us in our meeting room and said, listen, we're cutting curfew at 11 o'clock. We don't need to get there and have the whole, oh, at one o'clock is curfew, then we take it down. It was 11 o'clock every single night because they said, 
you want to party as a champion. You don't want to party before and then have a chance to mm. party afterwards. We're locking everything down, curfew at 11 for the entire week. And for me, it was it was great because I didn't go out anyways. We went to dinner. I think we got chased by a mob um, in Indianapolis. But just in terms of that entire run, it was so great because I feel like we had what I call the definition of a perfect season. To me, a perfect season is not 16-0. and 0, It's not 18-0. It's not, it's not that. It's starting off hot, which we did. I think we were 6-2 and two going into our bye week. And then we, what we call now infamously is no win November. I think we dropped six of the next eight games, I want to say. And by week 13, it was win or go home. Uh, that's when Victor Cruz was coming on. That's, that was Victor Cruz's coming out year. Um, but by that week 13 and it being win or go home, we were in high gear. So going into the playoffs, you know, uh, holding Atlanta to a safety, I believe, mm-hmm. going into Green oh, Bay. Oh, I remember that game. So getting well. that one. And I, to this day, the NFC Championship against the San Francisco 49ers is one of the hardest fall games I've ever played. And I was mainly a special team in my rookie year. So just to me, it was it was a storybook season because we went to the highs, went down to the depths, and then redeemed ourselves with a Super Bowl trophy. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and by the way, convenient uh, to go back the uh, that the eleven o'clock curfew would be put into place in Indianapolis. Like, hey, what are, what are we doing at midnight anyway? What are we, exactly? What are we doing around? Can't here? do too much in Indianapolis past yeah. ten o'clock. Get that. Go get uh, what's the good shake place? Not Shake Shack, but there's Steak a, and Shake. Steak and Shake. That 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 place is good. I went <laughs> I went to college an hour south of there. Oh, so I, there we I kinda, go. You I know kinda, all about it. Yeah, I know a little bit about uh, about that area. But yeah, I was in the stands that night and could not believe what I was watching. Yeah. Gonna, Eli's gonna do it again. <laughs> He's gonna beat Tom Brady again. No one else can beat Tom Brady, but Eli Manning's the guy who can At do the it. Time no. Going into that that last play, I remember I was standing next to um uh to uh, one of my linebacker friends. I'm spacing on his name right now, and I apologize, Greg, his last name. But I looked to him and I said, listen, if that side celebrates after this ball is thrown, we just lost. But if our side celebrates, we just won. I wasn't even looking at the field. So we're literally looking at each other, holding each other like, Hmm. please, God, please. Our side celebrated, and we ran onto the field crying. Oh, I can't imagine. That would have been the worst. If if you were ever to lose a Super Bowl on a Hail Mary, that would just I, – I can't imagine how disgusting that would be. But it didn't go that way. Well, for context, that year before, I lost in a national championship to Cam Newton on a field goal. So, to me, it's it's another redeeming story because within 12 months, I lost a national championship, but I ended up winning a Super Bowl. So, it kind of all evens out for that, me. You know what? That is a weird national championship because what I remember from that game is on the final drive – I don't know who was the running back. Michael Dyer goes down, but everybody on the Ducks thinks yeah. his knee hit, and he spins back up, and he's running down the field, and that's what got them in the field goal. Yeah, range, right. See, it, his his wrist and forearm hit the ground, and uh, Eddie Pleasant is safety. He's still in the league. Shout out to Eddie Pleasant. Um, his forearm hit the ground when he got you know tackled, uh-huh. and he scampered for another forty or fifty yards, but. There was a similar play to that the day before against, um, I want to say Ohio State, Arkansas, the same exact play, and they called him down. Hmm. But after the scamper of 50 yards, we were we were sure that the refs were going to get it right. Didn't get it right. Two plays later, I believe, they kicked a field goal, and 
I remember not even seeing the ball go through. I just start, I just walked off the field. Hmm. That was, that's how I ended my college career. I've never been to Autzen Stadium, but everybody sings songs about how intimidating <laughs> it is. They just put out a list I saw somewhere online that uh, ranked the best college atmospheres and everything. Yes. I, well, Oregon was not on it, I don't think. Did you happen to see that one, Spaghetti? I did, but I don't think I don't think they were ranked. I don't think high. they were either. But is is it? Does it live up to the hype? Have you been in other places that, uh, yeah, that are like that? Absolutely. I've, I've been. I played in some of the best stadiums in the country, and I would say. Austin Stadium stands up to all of them. Hmm. You know, uh, per seat, I think we have at least uh, 20,000 less seats than some of the better stadiums out there. But in terms of volume, you can't compare. It's weird how that works. I guess you're more on top of them in those smaller joints like that. But yeah. I, yeah, I've been in some real little barns for college basketball games. Yeah. So loud in, in, in those places. What's, yeah. uh, what's the most intimidating atmosphere in the NFL? The most intimidating, I would say, easily Seattle. Yep. Uh, just the, the architecture, it really just concaves down onto you. Those fans are right there. And there are times where you're standing there for myself being a special teamer, being on that front line, seeing the rabbit fans, seeing the players jumping around. It, it gets intimidating if, if you're not prepared. Uh, last uh, last thing for you with uh, with the, your, your playing career, you crossed over for a season with Odell Beckham. Is yes. that right? Yes. I mean, I, I don't know how fair it is at this point in his career, but nevertheless, I must ask you about perhaps the biggest star in pro football. What was what yeah. were your, uh, your thoughts about Odell? I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Odell, but everything good. He's a guy that he's worked as hard as anybody, if not harder. He'll give you the shirt off of his back if need be. He's just, he's genuinely a nice guy, you know, and definitely in the media, they try to paint him as this, you know, this this head case, this locker room problem, but in my limited experience with him, I never had that. He's somebody that he comes to work, he does his job, but he's really good at doing his job. So it's just getting him the pieces that can allow him to to do his job effectively. That's one thing when it comes to being a receiver is your job is so relied so reliable on somebody else getting you the ball and, and the program kind of catering to you that you're kind of at the beck and call of somebody else. As a linebacker, I can just tackle people or sack people, get an interception. So it's not really relied on somebody else helping me achieve. But he's to me, he's a great guy. It's funny because the media and the world at large has to choose at least. Mm -hmm. Do you because uh, because the media belly aches about guys that don't work hard enough and don't care enough. Yeah. And then at the same time, in maybe even the same conversation, there's belly aching about Odell throwing fits and this guy is upset. Yeah. Well, w which one do you want? Do you want them to <laughs> I'll take the guys who care uh, who are perceived to care too much than the guys who care too little. It's passion. Yeah, it's that's passion. all. You, you, you would think you would want coach that. that. You can't coach that. So when you have a player that exudes that and can perform on the field, he's one of the best in the game, if not the best receiver in the game. When he can't get his touches, like, that's his productivity. He wants to be better for the team. And when that doesn't happen, like he has to be vocal about it because at the end of the day, he's somebody that just wants to win football games because it helps him, it helps his team, it helps the city he's playing for. So I have, I have nothing bad to say. Yeah, you that. want people who want the ball, and Michael Jordan is a guy who was like that. And that leads me to this. You guys on your show recently did a NBA, a fictional. Fictional. Yes. Basketball player draft. Who was the first overall pick there? It was it was Neon Bordeaux. It Neon, was. Neon Bordeaux from oh my God. I and I'm I'm still kinda livid at that because he was my first pick from Blue Chip, Shaquille O'Neal. Mm -hmm. Just an unstoppable force. That's you know I always liked You can't you can't step away from Neon as number one pick. When 
when Bob Knight slash Nick Nolte finds him down in the bayou yeah. playing in the raggedy gym, yeah. it's interesting that it has breakaway rims. Yeah. I always like that. <laughs> you would think that check the reality of that. But yes, I like, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a very strong one. Can you go intergalactic, was, was intergalactic draft picks allowed? So here are the stipulations. I mean, you know. The stipulations were there couldn't be ghosts, there couldn't be hmm. cartoon characters, and the person that you're picking it was only based on how they performed in that movie. So, you know, that's uh, yeah, it's nonsense when people want to, you're not playing ball. You're not in the spirit of the conversation. If you're saying, well, I'll take Calbert Chaney from Indiana, yeah. even though like, like that's, he's not Calbert Chaney in the yeah. movie. He's, like Kevin Durant and Thunderstruck, like wasn't the best basketball player in that movie. So if you're picking what you think to be Kevin Durant, like, no, you're no, you're, you're picking the character. You're picking right. the character. Jesus so. Shuttleworth is who you're drafting. You're exactly. not drafting, uh, yeah, Ray Allen. Exactly. Or, thank you. <laughs> Where you know would be a nice one-two punch, and I'm sure you could do a little better than this. But I got to say, you got uh, you got Shaq taking up space in the in the blocks down there, and he can pitch it back out to Jimmy Chitwood. Yeah, yeah, did. Limitless I, I range. Say, I want to say Zach might have picked Jimmy, but I'm not sure. I got I got to look it up. Wait a second. Chit would better have gone somewhere black tie, didn't he? I think he got somewhere. You never I, saw I, I you never at, saw like, Hoosiers, I got right? the draft board. I was only worried worried about my guys. Yeah, I was checked out on this segment. <laughs> like I don't do sports movies, I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Producer of a sports podcast, yeah. guys. There he is. <laughs> it's a film podcast. It's what very a, strange. What a sports Oh, it has spin. sports DNA. Yeah. Spaghetti, who would you uh who would you be drafting in that? Uh probably Bill Murray in Space Jam. <laughs> That's like the best I could do. My number, my number one pick, because I picked sep- I picked second, but my number one pick was actually Shep from Above the Rim, because I, oh. I likened him. He's Kawhi. He's, he's basketball movie Kawhi, unflappable. He thinks he, he thinks he took part in killing one of his best friends, and from that point on, he was out of the game. <laughs> but they brought him into it. He literally almost got. Well, he did get shot at the end of the movie, but. That's my MVP. That's my number one pick. That's who I'm building a franchise with. Could you go hoop dreams? I guess you probably wouldn't want Willie Gates or Arthur Agee. Well, with also, some it wasn't of the talent it, out there. I think another one of the other uh, restrictions was it couldn't be uh, based, based on, on a, a true, true story. story. Yeah, that's fair. We yeah, have some restrictions. We we have some restrictions. Could you that's still one though? Did anybody <laughs> take? I now I'm embarrassed. You already mentioned him once, Michael J. Fox. Did anybody take Teen Wolf? Scott, I did. You did. Huh? I did because I saw Neon get taken off the board. So I said, listen. There's nobody out there that can actually pretty much bang the rim with Neon. Mm-hmm. So I need somebody to go over him. And who has like a 15-foot vert? Teen Wolf. That's right. So there it is. Teen He's my Wolf. number two pick, I think. Well, listen, Teen Wolf, the Wolf could play, but Scott, when pressed, I'll, I'll go back. I, I did go back once and calculate about a decade ago. I calculated based on what is available visually yeah. in that final game, his stat line, and it at minimum is a triple-double. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he does everything. Exactly. I mean, he's, you know, his teammates are not good. <laughs> he's got some lousy, lousy teammates, you know? I, I compared him to D. Rose, MVP D. Rose. Somebody mm. that can jump off the bench, right? Jump out of the gym and get you an MVP season. Yeah, he also did the extra move when the game was on the line against the Dragons. Right at the end, mm-hmm. he's like, and the referees—they don't know even know what to do with Teen Wolf. They just let him do whatever he wants. He goes and stands right under the basket. Yeah. Like, what? You're yeah. not allowed to. Do- well, don't get in his way. Get angry. <laughs> just let him do whatever he wants to do. I love um, so all American is the show on CW and you have a hand in uh, in writing the each yeah. episode. Are you in the room? What's the process with that? Yeah, 
Yeah, so I'm I have my hands on, you know, every episode. I'm helping produce it as well. But for me, I gave them complete freedom to take the story wherever they wanted to go. The initial bones of the story is based off of my life, but in terms of telling my true life story, you can't do I can't recreate those memories and throw them on TV. So I'm in the writer's room helping out as much as I can a few times a week. Uh, and, and in terms of producing, just, you know, getting people attached to the show. And, and I'm actually a uh, assistant coach. I like I liken myself to be the defensive coordinator of Beverly High School. So when you're watching Tay Diggs on the sideline, I'm kind of like waiting in the shadows in this blind spot. So you notice me by the beer. My beer is a lot longer then. But, yeah, it's 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 just been a great process coming from just this idea that me and my producing partner, Dame Mork, had – Two years, my last two years playing in the league, we were developing the show. So there were times where, you know, I, and I'm saying this out loud now, I would lie to my linebackers coaches, my linebacker coaches, and say, "Oh, I, I have to go use the bathroom, coach." And I'm literally in the bathroom, giving story notes to our um, to our showrunner, saying, "Hey, Spencer can score no this touchdown. That's great. Can, oh, make him spin right here and go right there, and then come back ten minutes later, like." I think I had milk, coach. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I'm actually like, I think I'm openly saying that um, to the NFL right now. I'm sorry, but I think something good came out of it. I think Spencer has a weak constitution. I don't know <laughs> if he's going to make it. Yeah. That's the, now another giant who we like to talk to, Sean O'Hara, mm-hmm. he was on that first Super Bowl team. Yes. And uh, he once infamously, he also pretended he had to go to the bathroom and he went into the third stall at halftime of a game and had a trainer bring him a wiener <laughs> with the mustard packet. I get it. And he ate that. He ate it. that at the game. The things you do to succeed. Did you ever eat during a game? I don't think, only when I was injured. Only when I was injured. Okay, well, that's fine. That's that's all I did. That's yeah. all I did. Um, I mean, what a what a what a fascinating, legitimately fascinating thing to go from the NFL, a dream for countless people out there, and then you're making pages now in, in <laughs> Hollywood. What a crazy life! Yeah, I mean, honestly, it all started off just writing my own little short stories. Uh, you know, I was somebody that every off day, which is in, in the NFL for most teams, it's Tuesday. So I'd always, you know, make dinner, grab dinner, and then see a movie. It didn't matter what the topic was, how long it ran, how far away it was from where I lived. There was a time when uh, when the movie Moonlight came out. It was playing, I want to say, about 30 miles away um, when I lived in South Florida. I said, let's do it. And that's just that was always my therapy in the league is is going and sitting in a dark theater for two or three hours and not thinking about football. That did that. That was the best rehab I ever had in the league to the point where I thought I can kind of recreate some of these stories in my own likeness. So hmm. those those nights when we're flying back after games, you know, guys are hanging out and, you know, playing around, talking about the game, reviewing film. I have my iPad open and I'm like little, you know, writing little stories. And, you know, guys like Kiko Alonzo and Jelani Jenkins are coming over wanting to watch film. Like, man, get that away from me. I'm done with the game. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Like, I'm, I'm writing a story about my childhood right now. So just. What a crit. I mean, that is a, that really is. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say unique, which would make you one of a kind, but certainly distinctive. I don't know too many pro athletes who are doing uh, fiction or, you know, some level of pseudo fiction, putting stuff down on the page. 
page like that or so are you then self-taught did you at some point get i mean you know I, i'm sure half the population of los angeles has a script writing book or a storytelling <laughs> book to get them going with that or did it just come to nat- to you naturally yeah i would say somewhat self-taught mm. um i just watched a lot of movies watched a lot of tv shows read a lot of books about it and then you know once all american became a thing just you know standing right beside our showrunners and and being in the writer's room and picking up those stories guys like uh greg berlanti who's you know probably the biggest tv producer in hollywood right now when i want to say 15 shows on the air you know when he comes into the writer's room i'm sitting right next to him because i want to learn how he sees stories how you do it there's still a lot more for me to learn. Uh, I've been looking into classes at USC, um, looking into classes, extension classes at UCLA, but by no means do I think I'm the best right now, but I just want to get into a point where I can tell stories unique to me and give people the opportunity to tell their own stories. Sounds like uh, you already have, um, It's na- it comes to you fairly naturally that um, the, the, the hardest trick of all, a lot of people want to be writers, a lot of people want to be in the entertainment industry, but it's remarkable how many of those people announce their big plans, but they don't do the actual thing of writing all the time. That's what you, that's kind of the trick. You got to yeah. write all the time. That's how you get good at it. It's like yeah. flexing the, you want a big bicep and pick up that weight over and over again. And I mean, I, I look back at some of that earlier stuff that I wrote and it was, it's God awful. It's terrible. Punctuations are, are all out of whack and sentences are fragmented and stuff, but it's, you know, it's, trial and error you have Mm -hmm. you have to do it you have to flex that muscle like you just said it's you have to do it and the people that talk about it they you know they don't essentially do it that's that's basically it's it's fun to talk about it'd be it'd be cool if it worked out but like yeah yeah it's like anything else you gotta (laughs) you gotta uh, repetition 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 all right let's see what you know not know about movies but what you where you come down on some movies here um, start off with perhaps the most popular movie-based question known to man, best James Bond. Best James Bond. I was, I was just telling Black Tie over there, uh, I need to revisit the retro ones. So I just got a, I just got a brand new TV and now I'm, I'm hell bent on watching all the classics. Mm. But for me coming up, my favorite one is Skyfall for right now. Ooh. For right now. And okay. I, I know there's a, there's a, treasure trove of bomb movies out there and i will get to them i've seen a handful of them but coming up especially when i was in that world of learning how to write and 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 visually taking in everything skyfall was beautiful to me it's crazy because as you go back into those and you're much younger than i am but it is a trip that even movies that did really well big summer blockbusters were expensive to make in that period yeah they look like such uh, like such campy junk, <laughs> almost all of them. I mean, it's crazy yeah. how much versus even the worst movie that comes out in the 21st century is super slick looking. Yeah. It, it's a weird uh, thing to adjust your eye and yeah. to be able to look past like that's the best they could do in, in terms of special effects or makeup or whatever. You got to look past all that and, and, and see like Sean Connery. Yeah. It really, I loved Roger Moore uh-huh. and Pierce Brosnan was cool. But Connery and Daniel Craig are kind of, uh, you know, so uh, uh, about as opposite in terms of uh, representing the characters yeah. you can get. Connery's cool, but you will be thrown by how campy they are. I, I know Connery's up there. And even though I haven't seen all of them, I know he is the platform when it comes to it. Now, when you get to Pierce Brosnan, ironically, he looked like my old giant special teams coach. Really? Yeah. So when he would get mad at us, I'm like, oh, this is Pierce Brosnan yelling at us. This is amazing. <laughs> 
But <laughs> what, what was the one with Halle Berry? Was that Die Another? Was it Die Another Day? Or I like, think that was the one that was that was really bad. That made them say, "We better get off this nonsense and go a little grittier with yes. the reality here." It was the Invisible Hotel, the Ice Hotel, yeah. and the Invisible Car. But was what was it I forget was, what that one was it called. It was a terribly beautiful movie. Even that era, the Pierce Brosnan era, was just so over the top. But what came from that is one of the greatest arcade games. I mean, uh, video Goldeneye, games. right? Goldeneye is one of the greatest games ever played. See, so that's what I missed that whole thing. Just see. off, just off the strength of the video game, puts Pierce Brosnan probably at top three or four. Just, just off the video game. All right, I got you on that. <laughs> best, uh, best Batman. Not best movie, best mm-hmm. guy to play Batman. Your favorite Batman. Oh man. Got Bale, got Adam West. This see, this takes me back to the to the neighbors scene when he's like, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say I would say specifically, um Oh man. Who's uh oh Birdman and Spider Man. Uh in Spider Man Oh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was one of my, he was my favorite growing up. That and he was he was just my favorite. I actually hope they come back with uh an old and very old Batman and recast him in it. I'd be down for that because Michael Keaton, while he doesn't, because that when he makes that one, it's just before they get into the thing of like, well, if you're gonna be a superhero, you better go out and get jacked. You yeah. better like spend the next next six month actor yeah. actor just getting super jacked up. Like he was not at all, but that's kind of the spirit of actual Batman. Yeah. It's like he's just super rich and he's got a darkness to him, and Michael Keaton can raise an eyebrow uh, an eyebrow and affect that uh, that vibe as well as anybody can. and my and my baseline for batman picking batman is the chin you mm. have to have a good jawline and chin so when uh when robert pattinson tapped on the play i went i see it he has the chin it's it's so almost true. a right angle so i'm all i'm all for robert pattinson to play uh the new batman because obviously they're going with a younger feel for it bell was always good to me but that last one, that voice just kind of took me out of it. He, he just kept going into the depths of like his baritone. Blah, 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 blah. I, I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't understand why he just kept going Su- deeper. Such deeper. a weird decision by the director, yeah. to do that because it's so distract. I get it that you want the reality to be that. Well, then no one would recognize him. Yeah. But like, all right, we, we we live in a world in which if you have, it's all about something that happens in Russia or the Soviet Union. We just now accept. Yeah, they're all english instead <laughs> it, based on that standard you yeah. could have just had him talk normally and it wouldn't have been such a ridiculous sound like oh, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> i don't know who you are i just i always like now's not the time for fear i always like the fact too that like they don't talk enough about how batman is really into arts and crafts because when you think about it especially in that last one uh dark knight rises when they're walking out onto the ice, and that's essentially like their deathbed, mm-hmm. like Batman throws him a lighter and says, light it. And all of a sudden, you see the bat signal on the side of the, on the bridge. I'm like, Batman, when did you have time to do this? It's a good this question. had to have taken like two or three hours to do. You could have been saving people at this point. But no, no, but you got to gotta allow him his passions. Yeah. And he loves his crafting. Went to, he loves crafting. He went to Michael's. There was no line, and he got it. He yeah. got his arts and crafts, got his yarn, got his oil and everything, his gas. And, and It's an interesting up. note, because you're right about that, that he probably did say, like, the good. this is terrible what's happening to Gotham right now. Yeah. Everyone is gripped. <laughs> With with fear right now, but 
those are distracting everybody from their crafting. Ergo, I'm going to yeah. have my run of Michaels. It's like, should I save people right now or should I run well, a Michaels? They'll wait. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll, they'll wait a couple hours. I mean, they're, they're not dying right now. We're good. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got some things to do. Shaq, um, real quick, you just yeah. did your Bane impression, by the yeah. way. Shout out to that. That's been a while. <laughs> it's a pretty good Bane impression. That was, was not the time for me. <laughs> I was wondering what would break fast, your spirit or your body. We once did a Bane impression off. I'm hoping those tapes are lost. Because not <laughs> I don't know. Well, you want to do yours? No. Nothing's, no, nothing's no, ever no. lost. Um, but speaking of Batman, I do think the best sort of hand-to-hand fight scene in a superhero movie was Bane versus Batman round one yes. in Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Batman got his ass whooped. Yes. Yeah. But yes. what a fight scene that was. That's a gr- Yes. That is awesome. And I think Bane is an awesome bad guy. I'm trying to think. Who's a – I what, what throws me – did you enjoy uh, Endgame? I did. I did. I don't like I when cried. movies – you cried? I cried. No about sla- what? No slander is allowed Listen, here, Shaq. About what? <laughs> Were you game. weeping? As, as a father of a two-year-old and one on the way, uh-huh. in-game was a dad flick. Okay. There were, we, Tony weeping because, you know, he lost Tom Holland, Spider-Man, uh, Paul Rudd coming back and seeing his daughter age, what, five or six years. Yep. Yeah, that's there are nice. moments. There are moments in there where in-game is absolutely a dad flick. Yep. All right. Make a note of that spaghetti. Hey. <laughs> wept watching Avengers. <laughs> Did you weep spaghetti? The second time around, I, I, no. you, you realize <laughs> no. it. Like how it's very emotional. I stopped after four. I stopped after four. I might go back for a few. You've wow. seen it four times? I That's am. nothing. I've seen it six times, and I'm going oh back my. for a seventh. What? Yes. Within, within we, our podcast, within Film, film Study, study podcast, yeah. that room has seen it collectively, I want to say four. 15 to 20 times collectively. Yep. Sheesh. And four is on the lighter side. I've got to see it again, and I fully intend to. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I, I, what, I don't... You didn't like Thanos as a villain? I thought he was probably one of the better villains. He was great. No, I, I, I did think he was great. The thing that trips me up is, because you can't... It's really hard to maintain, and they did a decent job of it, relatively speaking, for superhero movies, is the... Um, when you start getting into the intergalactic stuff mm-hmm. and the mystical powers and everything, mm-hmm. it's really hard to then also have, what's his name, Hawkeye? Yeah. The, the, Hawkeye, uh, yep. the Arrow Man? Yeah. Yep. It's like, all right, Black Widow. It's like, you, well, you, you have no role here. Please. No, make Scram. no mistake. JV, the JV practice is over, guys. <laughs> Clear out here. We, we, this is a real game here now. They should have been out the paint movies ago. Yes. We are here with that. But the fact that they're there, it's like, okay, one of you guys has to die. You know, and I'm, for those of you, for the three people probably in the world that haven't seen it, just watch no, We're the allowed movie. to talk about it. <laughs> just watch the movie. I, but it's also the thing that's hard to balance is, and like I say, they did a good job is, the consistency of how powerful somebody is. Yes. Superman, are you made of steel and impervious to anything unless there's kryptonite around? Yeah. If kryptonite is your, okay, I get it. That's yeah. your, your kryptonite is kryptonite. Okay. <laughs> but if it, in, in absence of that, the story you've told us is that you cannot be hurt. Yes. So then how come sometimes when someone big enough comes along and slugs you, like he'll sometimes go like, he'll do that thing like where he's like, Oh, that my jaw a little oh, bit. Like, got me. how did? What do you mean? How are you hurt now? You're Superman. You yeah. can't get hurt. That's the whole point. Even the even just the idea that Batman can stand eye to eye to, to Superman is insane yeah. to me. Yeah, Batman's just a regular guy that's super rich. Now, being rich somewhat is a superpower, but 
Superman, you can tear into him with literally your eye beams. Like, just do that, get him out the paint, and be the superhero. There is no way. Be. Yes, that fight would last for four seconds tops <laughs> in real life. Exactly. If you could take those fictional powers and bring them into the actual real world, that would that is the most ridiculous premise I've ever heard of. Short again. Yes. Of, of having kryptonite. Yes. And I, if I'm Superman, I'm saying, listen, world, if you want me to be your, you know, your beacon of hope, round up all the kryptonite in the world and get it out of here. <laughs> That's right. Get it out of here. And then I'm the best man for you. But, but if you have it you but know, then percolating around. The earth loses its um, deterrent. What the, what, what? What deterrent when you have Superman? What? I mean, how cynical. I mean, I'm not defending, how, I'm not what defending kind of skeptic, the plot. Uh, the, the vapid cynic, right now. You I'm see not, the vapid <laughs> cynicism of the 21st century? Black tie personifies it. I don't it. know how you hide like, I don't know. I'm not sure about this uh, Superman. Like, all, all he's done is help people. All he does is help people survive. Exactly. Scourge after scourge. Superman is the, is the big savior. Like, I don't know. We better have a check on him, though. <laughs> What? Checks and balances, man. Well, there was that new movie that just came out, Brightburn, which is about the reverse of Superman. Uh, yeah. So it's right. like if he comes down to Earth as a child and he's bad. And yeah. I think that's like I think that's what he's getting. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. yeah. And and we're getting that into that. Good. We're James getting into Gunn that world of of showing what happens if superheroes turn bad. I know. Uh, shout out to Seth Rogen. He's somebody that I like. I've never officially met him. I have a funny Seth Rogen story, but I like the way he tells stories. And he's coming out with a TV show called The Boys that is where. The superheroes are, are kind of hmm. so it's it's another set of antiheroes like keeping them in balance so they don't ransack the city just because they can. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Using your powers for evil or for selfish purposes. Yeah, I love it. Maybe not your Seth Rogen story, but why don't you tell your Tom Hanks story? Oh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a funny time. Well, apparently I don't think it's that funny, but in the moment it was hilarious. So me and my wife are at. Um, Madison Square Garden watching the Rangers game. I think it's the playoffs, and, and that's where obviously a lot of people are there. So wasn't this year? Wasn't this year? It was, I'm dating <laughs> right, myself. Spaghetti. <laughs> we're coming though. <laughs> wasn't the last few we're years, coming. you know? Capo Caco, we got him. We're going to be really good next year. I'm so. listen. I like the guy's name, Capo Caco. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Evan. you know, you know, halftime intermission or whatnot. We go up to the to the owner's suite. That's where you eat. You know, relax a little bit before going back down to the game. So I get into the elevator, and I think I'm the last person in the elevator. The elevator's pretty much full. All of a sudden, a hand blocks the door and opens the, the doorway open. Tom Hanks walks up to me face-to-face, -face, and I feel like he saw it was crowded. He was like, I'm going to mess with this guy a little bit. So he literally walks up face-to-face. -face. I'm talking three inches from my face, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is Tom Hanks. Let me look everywhere else, but I, I don't want to stare down Tom Hanks. This isn't that. So doors closed, probably like five or ten seconds later, he goes, this is probably very awkward for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, because I'm Tom Hanks. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's very awkward. It's very That's awkward. The but he's, he started laughing. It was just a, it was just a funny moment. I'm not, he probably does not even remember this, but the whole elevator laugh. Well, you hear stories like that about Bill Murray, too. I yeah. would use, see, that's using your powers for mischief, and yeah. I enjoy it. That. I, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, I have my Tom Hanks story for the rest of my life. And I'll be I, telling that to my kids and my grandkids. When he retires, that's exactly what Tom Brady should spend the rest <laughs> of his days doing. Just going around messing with people. Like, well, hey, uh, can I, you know, just, uh, just. Uh, and then the opposite of that is, is that Cam Newton, mm -hmm. some guy wouldn't give him his seat for 1500 bucks. I was thinking about that, actually. On an airplane. On an airplane, yeah. There, I, a, he was, where was he? In Europe? He was flying like France. It was like a 10-hour flight to France or, or somewhere. But I know it was yes. 10 hours. 
I was thinking about that. And of course, everybody says, well, who would turn down $1,500 to do that? I mean, I guess if you're super rich, you might ask for more. I think that I am mischievous. It's not mischievous. It's I'm loyal enough to my teams that if I think that I, if it was like, uh, you know, if it was the week of a Steelers playoff game, <laughs> And it was Tom and they were playing the Patriots and it was Tom Brady. Like, Hey, can I get your seat for, uh, for whatever? I'd be like, no, you cannot. Listen, I will sit in the, I, cause I'd be a hero. I'd be a hero. I will sit in the bathroom for $1,500. That's <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. As long <laughs> as I get proper hydration and a bag of pretzels, I will sit in the bathroom for $1,500 and being, you know, being a pseudo rival, if it was, if it did come to that point, I would just nag him the entire flight after we switch seats. I see. There's, I would no, stand you didn't. Up. You you want me to to go quiet? You don't want the trash talk. That's going to cost you an extra five hundred. I'll go sit back down for another five hundred. And How about that? I'm going to take out this stinky burrito from this bag <laughs> unless I see another five hundred. <laughs> that's when you got him over the bear. I will, I would hands down take his money. I love that. Any that's day a, of the week. That's a good. Uh, it. Let's say you aren't well. And you're, you're, I mean, the situation is dire physically. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. What TV or movie hospital are you going to? And doctor, do you want to be treated by? You could go to like ER with George Clooney. I feel like. You could go to Grey's Anatomy. I feel like it has to be Grey's Anatomy. Now they're too busy. uh, Well, because I feel like they've literally seen every case that's ever happened. That's a good point. I'm yeah. actually waiting for like an alien to come in. Everything has been through that hospital. You're exactly. right about it. I'm, I'm waiting for aliens to come to say, hey, he has three hearts. We need to take out one of them and that's give a, it to like a, a little girl. So anything that I have, I'm sure they've seen it before. I mean, solid point. See, I, I don't like the fact that I, I want them to be completely. Fo- See, fans want football players to be solely focused on football. It's football. It's okay. Yeah. You can have a life outside of that. Yeah. If you're going to be an ER doctor doing uh, <laughs> life-saving surgery, stop with all the all, all the sex and all the time <laughs> on each other. We, I, we, we can't have that. I'm like, just keep that out of my room. Just you well, can do it down the hall. I don't want I don't, I don't want, whole, it, like, I don't want it in the, the hospital, door. period. Don't do the, like, close the door and then you, like, I'm sitting in the bed. I see you guys arguing right outside. Like, hey, move, go. I feel like I'm me. not your chief priority yeah. here. <laughs> Doctor and nurse, yeah, you know, stop yeah. with putting yourselves on each other yeah. all the time. You know, who, who would be yours? Um, I, you know, I don't want to ever be in a war or anything, but I really got to trust Hawkeye Pearson Company okay. uh, on Matt. Okay. I don't want to. I mean, I don't ever want to okay. be in that situation. But talk about seeing it all. Yeah. What What could I bring to them that they'd be like, "Oh, we can't fix that." <laughs> they fixed it. They fixed all. That's true. Would, would the tech be a little dated though? That's a well. See, you've got all the answers. Hey, hey. saying elsewhere, <laughs> I know who I'd go to. You know who the doctor I want. Talk about seeing it all. The doctor who, in the third-rate garbage, I don't even know if you'd call that a an OR. It was just sort of like a room. Is uh, the doctor in face off? Oh. He put he took one guy's face off and put it on somebody else's, yeah. and they both survived. What is that? A '90s action movie. Aha! Uh-huh. I have seen face. I have seen Face Off. You damn right you have. I have seen Face Off. <laughs> but you guys are missing like the the obviously burning the lead here. You go to the Citadel, right? Go to Grand Grand Maester. Maybe go to Kyburn. Maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I puppy? guess he did. Uh, you know what? He did resurrect. He uh, did. I mean, but was he? But is that is that a quality of life that James you would hand? want? That's debatable. He did, okay, <laughs> he didn't fix Jamie's hand. One and two. What's his name? The Mountain, 
who he did. Like, that's a, that's a terrible life. You're all blue. No one would ever want you around. Everybody would be like, oh, gee, oh, gee. Try to make conversation with the mountain. I go I go back to technology. Was the technology on point back then? Fair enough. You know? I mean, he could walk technically, but is that living or is that mere surviving? <laughs> I, think, I, think it, I, I think we know the answer to that. What if um, you could have any house in a movie? You could live in any house in a movie or TV show. Any house. I wrote, I, oh. as you, I, I wrote down a few. I got it. The Brady Bunch house. My favorite apartment in, ever, in any movie or TV show, three men and a baby. You ever see that yeah, picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is some yeah. apartment they live in. I have two. Go ahead. And I've thought about this before. The first Tom Hanks apartment in Big. Oh, yes. It's, Great answer. There's just space to roam. There's a like basketball court. You have a trampoline. Like You just you have space to You get it furnished, right. Things. You get furnished. it furnished. It's not, they're furnished. not taking the stuff out, right? I would have Tom Hanks Big like nice. furnish it for me. Just nice. be a kid again. Yes. The other one is with 2019 toys. 2019 That's the update. Toys. Yeah, we all went, VR, like I don't, complete VR room. Yeah, I don't want the 85 video <laughs> games. My second one, and this, and this is, I'm, I'm digging into the archives right now. But growing up, I always thought Eddie Murphy's penthouse in the movie Boomerang was my standard for like bachelor living in New York. That's good. You know, being that you know willing and dealing guy in the marketing world. To me, that was it. Actually, to the point where. I looked up that apartment when I played for the Giants. Uh, it's not an apartment. It's an event space now. And I wanted to just go, like, stand in and be like, ah, this is where, you know, this is where Marcus lived, essentially. But they, I think they were closed that day, and the next day they had an event, and it kind of just went out of my mind. But I, to this day, I still want to go to that, to go to that event space. That's a good one. That's I, my thing. I wrote down, you know, another, I said apartment. Three men and a baby. But you know what? I might also choose the best apartment. The tough call is, would I rather live in Wayne Manor? Mm. The Christian Bale Wayne Manor. It's kind of cold there, though. Well, it looks neat, though. I mean, and the Michael Keaton Wayne Manor with that gigantic fireplace where he he beds his ladies on a giant, (laughs) on on the skin of a beast. You know, just like, I'm going to have you here. I love that. But then also, the apartment he lives in mm, in dark yeah. night yeah. where joker and his gang comes into yeah. that's a pretty nice pad in new york city or gotham or anywhere else on the on the big blue marble it's funny because growing up you always and forgive me if i'm the only one but i always thought that i get to a point where or successful enough to where i can build trap doors and and hidden hallways and have hallways within hallways so hopefully i'm still working to that point to where it becomes like a normal thought in my mind to do that, but I would clearly take cues. Well, they had, I mean, that thing, maybe they did it for the movie where that, that, that safe the, yeah. place where he hits the door and they yeah. go in there and everything. But that actually was in somebody's apartment. Yeah, so that like thing's left there. behind. <laughs> that would be a great fringe benefit. You can shoot the movie here as long as I get to keep that hide. Yeah. Just keep, just keep, I don't care if it's fake. Just keep it there. Um, Forrest Gump's big, uh, big house down there. Oh, like the Silver it. Spoons place, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Black uh, tie. Your thoughts? Let's say, uh, literally, any one of Iron Man's houses. Oh, oh you stole my pick. Any one. You stole any my pick. I, gonna, I know you were thinking it. I'm glad I stole super it own you. brand and go with the movie that's super recent and go with. Actually, I'm going to go with the cabin from Endgame, which apparently now is, what is on rent. An yes. Airbnb. You can actually rent it out. Yes. It's a nice little home, nice property. Why would you want of all the houses in the history of you, movies? That's you, the place you would live? The man solved time travel <laughs> in that living room, in that kitchen, for crying out loud. Okay. Um, another house, obviously old school, 
Richie Rich. Did anyone ever watch yes. Richie Rich back in the day? Yes. As a kid, that's like, oh, man. Yes. Well, the house is Goals. in all the John Hughes movies in uh, in the outskirts of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Those are all mansions. Those are all multi-million dollar homes. They look they look perfectly middle class and everything else. But when yeah. you see them in person, you're like, oh, oh, oh. In the movies, yeah, it just seems like a regular house. Yeah. But it's that's a crib. Spaghetti, I mean, any we missed there? Uh, I take Tony Soprano's house with the ducks in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so modest with Carmela's Carmela's yeah. awful decorating touch. Yeah, with the gaudy Italian decorations, uh, <laughs> the same neighbors, the same like the red. What is it like the red Cadillac Escalade when it like first came out? I want everything Tony has. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want a castle like in Blank Check. I mean, for a million dollars, he got a lot of stuff. I mean, why not? I just think I, I'm used to that area, of the, like that neck of the woods, and it's close enough to me. Yeah, that's a good part. That's that's a good detail. Is that the house has to be where it actually is? Yeah, or oh, in the movie, true, you can't like true. move it. Yeah, I'm gonna put it true. on the edge of the Pacific. I'm gonna <laughs> in uh, in Laguna. No, no, like it's if it's in Smallville yeah. in Superman, you live in Smallville. I'm gonna put this cabin in Studio City. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? What? Uh, okay. Your neighborhood suddenly takes a, a real rugged turn, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, wow, there are bad elements all around us. What police station do you hope is uh, is in the neighborhood? Ooh. What police station is it? Is is this the 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 best? You get the force rendering group. of the police station. Yeah, you get like yeah, you get the force. You get the wire guys. No, you could get which, uh, by the way, in the siege, two uh, wire alum are in there. So you got is that right? Yes, yeah, so you have uh, Avon Boxdale plays a ah, bit yeah. role, and also Lieutenant Daniels is also yeah. Denzel's like right hand man in the siege. What police? You could have the NYPD hey. blue guys. You could have the Hill Street Blues people. Jump you Street. You know what? I'm I'm going with New York Undercover. Oh, are you? I'm okay. going with that, I mean, they take it seriously. They take it seriously. Half of them look like me. I can have conversations with them. I'm going with that. And for some reason, they they like the same music as me. They have some of the best like music cameos at the end of every episode. And it, so I just go to whatever bar they they hit it. Whatever the cop bar is, I want that. And they also and the other thing is too, they don't uh, somehow even though it's got a gritty real feel to it. Yeah. They also apparently are not beholden to giving uh, people lawyers. No. no one, no one. Every every episode pivots on the person not asking for a lawyer, yeah. and they just sweat him until he starts crying. Yeah. They're fine. I know. <laughs> like, is that legal in America to do that to everybody like that? No one knows that they should just ask for a lawyer if they had a hand in a in a dark crime. They get the job done. What about the uh, the Adventure Bay crew, the Paw Patrol guy, Ryder and his dogs? I haven't seen Adventure Bay. You haven't seen haven't you haven't seen, seen the pups on uh, no. Paw Patrol? No, really. I don't. Oh, I don't, oh, want, I don't want dogs patrolling my the, streets. That's my wife's right scared answer. of dogs. So that's the right answer. Yeah. Well, how Adventure Bay got so sideways <laughs> that dogs are the failsafe <laughs> between crime and uh, it's like we can trust them. It's cr- I don't know what they're <laughs> thinking there. The Lethal Weapon cops. How about Pacino and company in Heat? I mean, that is not I, a crew you want to go up against. No, because. I feel like they won't give you an inch. They'll nah. give you a conversation, but they won't give you an inch. No, charismatic. But yeah. at the end of the day, like you find yourself out in an airfield having a shootout, yeah. you're going to probably come up snake eyes. And he doesn't sleep. I don't want an officer that doesn't sleep. Like, yeah, that's go, enough. Go get your eight hours. I don't want those 12 bags underneath your eyes. Mm-hmm. Say, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to catch my man. Like, no, 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 no. Go. Go mm-hmm. get a, a sleep member. Go do whatever. Get your sleep because you're better for the job. What about Sonny Crockett and, uh, and Tubbs? 
Nah, I'm, I'm staying too with my busy and, cover guys. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'm, with, uh, I'm with you about that one. Um, and uh, last one well, is well, uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You doing more well, movies? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, please, sorry. I just want to jump in real quick. I got a couple. Russell Crowe's crew in American Gangster. Okay. Really good. dedicated to the cause. Yeah. You know, really good performance in there. And then I, uh, this is the winner for me. Nine Nine, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Andy Samberg and his crew, they get the job done. Granted, a little slapstick, a little silly, but I'll be entertained while getting my case on. I don't think you will be. Yeah. Because I don't think laughing is going to be yeah. a part of your interest. If something bad happened to you, you don't want hijinks while they're solving your case. You're like, no, give me what I this want. Is, this is a lot of fun. I almost forgot that somebody uh, burned my house. Yeah. <laughs> entertainment, guys. Spaghetti. I'd love to be like saved somehow by McConaughey and Woody Harrelson from True oh. I mean, they're never going to let go of the crime. No. They they will stay on that crime. The society moved on 20 years ago, but yeah. not those guys. You're going to see them at Target like, oh, like, hey, buddy, how how you doing? Like, I'm still thinking about that. What's his name again? Right. Uh, Russ Cole. Russ, uh, yeah, yeah, Russ Cole. Burning those nails, yeah. drinking those warm uh, pounders, yeah. man. Makes me want to it's smoke like, and start drinking warm pounders. You close the case. You have all the... No, something doesn't feel right. We got to revisit. No, no, no. We don't. We're good. We're yeah. good. No, I have to do it. Like, no, stop. <laughs> Second season, if we ignore that, the third one, back third on one track. Got it back on track. It was I wonderful, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It, was really, it was really great. Yeah. Uh, what car would you want? This is going to be... This, you can Ooh. really put your whole movie, TV thing into context. That should be... That's a good questionnaire. I give, I, I give that to you. You could have all your guests fill out this questionnaire, and then that you, you know where they come down. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I'd be remiss if I don't say literally any Transformer. Oof. I didn't think about it. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about it. That's a good one. I mean, Optimus Prime, they, like... Then you don't even need a police force. Exactly. You know? Two for one. There we go. Optimus Prime. Hey, we're gonna, first Optimus Prime. We're we're gonna go to San Francisco mm-hmm. for the weekend, and then oh, somebody burned my house down. Get him, Optimus mm-hmm. Prime. You know. I will say, Gone in sixty seconds. The Shelby GT. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's up there. Black tie. Um, Spencer took my pick there. You know, I'm a big <laughs> Transformers guy. Bumblebee, Sideswipe, all those fun dudes. Um, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Like, okay. that was the first time, like, <laughs> drifting. Tokyo Drift. That, that was the first time, like, drifting was a big thing on screen. So yeah. I definitely would take a look at those guys. You, I mean, but I, I think if Where we are put, you drifting in Los Angeles? If we were ranking everybody's list, Black Tie is, is a distant fourth <laughs> right now. Am I right? You want to, what here. do you want a car we're to here. drift for? What are you going to do with that? I'm representing just the randoms in the audience. All right, go what ahead. I'm doing. Um, Select yeah, cars. Yes. That's all I got. I was going to take Dom Toretto's, the, that, that um, black, I don't, is know it a, what, is that a, I don't know what it is. Is that a Torino? Some, no. It might, it, whatever the one that he just always is in. Yeah. Uh, but if, uh, if that's taken, I, I would, the Good Lamborghini pick. that Bruce Wayne has and then uh, he uses to cr- crash uh, in. Oh, how do you, how do you not go Batmobile? Lamborghini? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You're in Bruce Wayne's house in his garage and you're going to take the Lamborghini <laughs> instead of the Batmobile? <laughs> the one thing that can't change into anything. The Batmobile. <laughs> Sure the Take the bat is. cycle is even cooler. What do you have the bat cycle? You can roll over and like go oh, up, lands right again, back I'm up. Like a, it's a weeble wobble of motorcycles. It's, the bat is not practical. I'm thinking of, of like what are you like, doing? Not practical. Who cares? You you make your own rules when you got the Batmobile. And then when you want to leave, and you never have to park it, or when you park it, you just leave it and then whoop, shell it there over, it and no, what? No cops can't do anything about that. There it is. 
Back right. to the future. <laughs> Do what get, you want, spaghetti. Back you, to the future and I get into mentioning it? I well, I was gonna mention that. Uh, I, I was thinking about my third place would be the uh, would be uh, Luke Skywalker's land cruiser mm. just because it hovers. Yeah. And that would just that'd be, it hovers. be a conversation starter. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, I'm spoken for, sorry ladies, but I mean <laughs> if I weren't, like imagine you pull up in that thing. Like, yeah. It what is that where are the wheels? Like yeah. it hovers. That's yeah. like Tony Stark uh parking the iron suit outside of uh whatever the bar was in yep. Malibu. Right, right right next to the motorcycles. Like, oh cool motorcycle, like let me put on my car and fly away. That's right. Yeah. Uh and I I'll I would like to have the night rider car just because mm. I like to talk to people like instead of being alone. Yeah. yeah, it'd just be nice to have some comp- company. Yeah. He has his own, you know, he has his own thoughts. But yeah, I'll take uh I'll take the the DeLorean. Of course. I wanna go I can see a man's recorded history and otherwise, yeah. sure. I'll go back and see some dinosaurs and all that. Just don't get any almanacs and we're good. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, see, I, I you would? don't think, <laughs> but I would get the almanac and I would make myself quite wealthy. <laughs> and that would be uh, that would be the end of that. Okay, last one is we tackled this a year ago, but uh, but I'm curious for your thoughts here. Best um, Best party in a movie you wish you could attend? Best party. I've actually I've been or looking TV through this show. list. I've, I've been I looking. Put, I gave you a list. whole list. There's so many good options. There are some that take me back to specific points of when I watched it. So, you know, you got to do American Pie too. The house party, the house party that they they rent out. It's yep. the summer house party. All everything <laughs> yeah. that happens to get them to that party, and then they have that moment where they cheers uh, at different points in the house. Like, to me, that was for somebody in high school waiting to come back from college one day and have that moment with my friends. That's up there for me. Another one, another sort of a teeny bop one. Mm-hmm. Can't hardly wait. That's such a popular one. With Can't people. hardly people wait. People love that one. That was the. This is this is the last time I get to shoot my shot with a girl in my dreams. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it. That's because, and at that time, this is this is pre-social media. So this is you probably won't see some half of these people ever again because life happens. So growing up. Watching Can't Hardly Wait was like, man, this I'm gonna have this experience one day. I like that. That's an interesting one. Black tie. Um, Not a party I want to be at, but definitely <laughs> worth a mention. Because it does it count as a party? I think it does. The Red Wedding. Definitely what? worth a mention. Yeah, I mean, what do you understand? The what do you understand you what we're trying to do, Black? I, I this reflects poorly on you, Spencer. <laughs> like, like at some point, this like reflects said, on you. I want to go to a party I can it, die at. It, no, it depends on what side you're on. <laughs> If you were on the free side, you could oh, oh, oh no no no! I don't don't worry uh, don't worry, Dave and oh, Spencer. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna get. I'm not one of the people who gets killed. I'm one of the people killing <laughs> in, cl- in with yeah. close hand to hand combat. What's wrong with you? Again, not saying I wouldn't necessarily be at it, but it's worth a mention if we're talking about historic party scenes, receptions in movie and TV history. This was a, the, the question was where do you want to be? Oh, who wants to be in the space? Where do you want to be? Okay. Was the, was the party lit, well, though, or thing. was what it happened did, at the party I will lit. say it did w- seem kind of fun. I did want to be there. Until. I, just, right. <laughs> but then it takes a turn, so that takes it out of uh, out of consideration. I feel like I could have saved the day. As you guys mentioned, oh I'm, I'm big on scores. And as soon as I hear that Lannister song, yeah. like Catelyn Stark noticed it, I would have told everyone, including Rob and all the diewolves, to get the running. Okay? No, no. Should have saved it. Now would it. I could have saved it. I would. I would actually also say this is the end, mm. the Franco party. Just because yeah. that's a good party. That's one of those parties where like you you turn left or right anywhere and you're going to see somebody. Oh, let me bump into Rihanna. Where okay. Do you come, where do you come down on the uh, on the mask party in uh, Eyes, Eyes Wide, Wide Shut? Shut? 
there was a point in my life where like I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm a married man, happily married with two kids now, but young Bachelor Spencer, <laughs> let's go. You know what's weird about that? I, I, I saw that movie. It was on uh, whatever uh, uh, last month, and I watched it again. And I like it a little bit better than most people do. Mm-hmm. I just like the way Kubrick pictures look. But um, the what... To what end? Like this, so this is a price everybody has to pay. That there's some weird pseudo religious event that happens, and and who are the guys that attend that? Yeah. When what's going on in the other rooms <laughs> in the mansion are available to you? Like, no, no, I want to watch the old man walk around with his cane and and bonk the floor and like, oh, so like, like what? Smoking. You know device. what's happening everywhere else, right? <laughs> You're smelling incense from this old mask man. What do you? What what goes on with you? Spaghetti. Your thoughts. On the, I've never seen the movie, but I know it. But it, it's like about some really dark stuff. I don't think we should go down that path. No, what movie? Yeah, what oh, movie? movie. I think the best party or by party. far is uh, Project X. Um, but I'm, I've, I've heard probably, about I that. would get anxiety at just too many things mm. going on. So I would probably pick... I love the party Michael throws in Godfather 2 in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Okay. That, that's yeah. that's a great, great really party. nice. Yeah. Although the first party, the first in the first Godfather is where like, Frank Sinatra shows up. That would be kind of cool if I could see him perform, but I would take uh, yeah, the, the party. Sinatra equivalent. Yeah, that's a, yeah the guy, uh, those are two great calls. But you see how this goes, Black Tie? <laughs> like, those yeah. are parties you would want to be. want to be in. Go to. You want to have a good time. We don't have to worry about imminent death. Uh, a bit. We've well, been to Lake Tahoe get, before, it wasn't it? You might get right. stuck. Yeah, Black Tie and I did not have a great time. I would <laughs> say, I will say, and this is one of those other ones of just like being a teenager watching these movies, it's old school. Mm. But, you know, seeing three middle-aged men partying with college students, I'm like, this is weird. Great party. Yeah. But this is weird. Snoop plays. That's good. Um, I like the pool party and boogie nights. Yes. That seems like yes. a that seems like a good. Uh, I feel like it let went your long too. That was a very long party as well. Yeah, yeah. The one, yeah. That mileage out of that. I would love to call me an old square, but the Gatsby party. Yes, I would yes. love to have to put on a tuxedo. Yeah, to go to a party. You know, when do you ever get to outside put on a, a by the sea, by the bay? I'm gonna go have a party and high end smart cocktails and, and get called old sport all the time. Like yeah. I, I would wah, love that. Wah, wah, wah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too nervous to dance <laughs> for being called out for for uh, for not being a good dancer. I'd be like I'm better dancer than you guys. Wah, 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 nah, nah. Hey, Buster, look here. I'll put hey. you. I'll, I'll Get right in the kisser, see? <laughs> see that that's back yeah, the when cat's like, pajamas, see? That's back when they're like wasn't bad dancing. You can literally do whatever you want and yeah. it's considered innovative. So yeah. Anybody that's... out there, if you see me walking down the street, call me old sport and we'll be we'll be good friends. You're the cat's pajamas, the 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 bee's knees, and so on. The uh, the dazed and confused, the beer bust at night. Yes. That just that that speaks to what you were talking yes. about with uh, can't hardly wait. And the one that probably has the most euphoric vibe to it is uh, well, aside from Revenge of the Nerds, the Tri Lambs and Omega Moose. Yeah. Although they get their feelings hurt, but then when the Moose show up and everything, but then you know then they 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 take out the Wonder Joints and yeah. then the Thriller plays, <laughs> and it seems like a pretty good uh, a pretty good shindig but the one that's probably the most satisfying is the uh the post heist party mm. in goodfellas mm. in that in that dumpy yeah. bar imagine we yeah. go we're all millionaires 
Cheers! And you all, at the same time, you and your pals all just got rich, yeah. and it's your <laughs> secret, you know? Like, no one else can know what we're so happy about, yeah. but we're all so happy, and you yeah. co- get together, we did it! <laughs> that would be a, that would be, that moment would be the great one. That's, that's their Super Bowl. They just won the Super that's Bowl. That's it. That's, that's precisely it. right. That's it. Just don't show up in too fancy a coat, man. Oh, yeah. Don't. Do don't. Yeah. don't. After being told not to. <laughs> exactly. Also, Good I, just because I'm an Oregon duck, I have to say Animal House. Animal House was filmed at University of Oregon. It uh, was? It was filmed at University of Oregon. There are still buildings where it was filmed at. I actually took two classes in um, and shoot a handful of scenes there, but one of the frat houses has since, you know, been You're kidding. I always thought because I knew it was based around Dartmouth, but mm-hmm. I didn't know it was shot in Oregon. Yeah, it was shot at different parts of Oregon, but a lot of the school scenes were shot at University of Oregon. Oh, what, wait a second. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti just informed me in my ear there that uh, you, uh, I can't believe it. How long have we been talking here? Let's play our favorite game. You want to Oh, guess? yeah, our new game, Black Tie, and then we'll get to some of our old favorite games with Black yeah, Tie yeah. here. One game I like to play that I am the worst at um, is uh, I have no sense when I start blathering how, <laughs> how long it takes, and I'm always, uh, I, I always underestimate. Like, I think we've been talking now for... 49 minutes. You're really, you're atrocious at this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's an hour five. An hour five. Yeah. You're always off by minutes. I would have just said 50. Minutes. I would have just prices right to you and just said 50 minutes. You just, knew that we were like that. we were past 49? No. The no, rule no. with Dave is whatever number he says, add 15 minutes yep. at least. And that's uh, usually what okay. it is. Pretty much my entire time producing here was trying to keep check to a 45 minute a type it's 45. a podcast who says anything what, how so that's where he gets go? it from because he does the same thing type for 45, us type, got, keep it tight keep it tight I'm like no we're going over that's <laughs> if right. it's good they'll listen if it's a delightful conversation as i feel this one has been then uh <laughs> then it's just it's it's when people bellyache before they see the movie there was a lot of bellyaching about avengers endgame like it's three hours like well if it's good isn't that good don't you want a good thing to last a little bit longer i had no problem with that i actually went in dehydrated just so there was no threat to use the bathroom before. water intake was very limited that Mm -hmm. day I, yeah, I mean, I don't get when oh, people... Oh, six times. <laughs> I don't want a crummy movie to last three and a half hours, but, you know, I, I, I have no beef with, uh, with the Godfather pictures lasting uh, a long time. Um, uh, now Black Tie, for the, uh, for the longtime members of the Czech Republic, would you please give us a little bit of uh, some Black Tie magic here? Do you want to do an elimination chamber? Do you want to do a shout-out? Spencer, this is a fun thing that Black Tie brought to me, and he said, I'd like to start doing this on the show. I'd like to start giving the shout-outs to people who deserve them but never get them. Okay. And what were some of the best ones you you gave? He said, people never give a shout-out to the bathroom the guy in the public bathroom who has all the mints and the mouthwashes yes. and yes. all that kind of stuff. They out. don't. They don't appreciate it. I tip them well, though. And is that right? The second time. The first time, no tip. Second time, you get a tip. I always come back and say that's time. nice. That's see that that makes you classy. You but, also what did you say? Seeing eye dogs once. It's not just you felt getting, they were underappreciated, so I gave I gave dogs a shout out. Yeah, I did. But it's not just <laughs> it's not just getting tips or not getting tips. It's that you have to be in the bathroom while other people are in the bathroom. It's disgusting. Like, that's I terrible. Know. Like that, True. dealing with all those True. noises and sounds and smells. Get out of here. Air quality. Yeah, we yeah. get it. We we understand what happens in <laughs> um, public I toilets. Gave, yeah, it was you know dogs. That sniffed the bombs, yeah. Oh, they, bomb sniffing dogs. Yeah, That's what that. it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You got to give them a shout out. That's a tough job. Um, now, are, now let's do a caveat to this. 
who's a character in a movie that didn't go. get shout outs that you would give a shout out to or an entity or I, a company. I gave a shout out to the doctor who did the face swap. Unha- uh, unsung yeah. hero yeah. of that I got, movie. I got one, but I'm going to let you go No, first. see, I'm, it's not a, a movie. By but... the way, that doctor gets killed after he does a Nick Cage kills <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. So who does the face swap with Travolta at the end of the movie? And here's something else that I've, I, I, I can't talk about face off without mentioning. It's absurd. It's outrageous ending. Joan Allen is the mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. And we know in hindsight, and we can let her off the hook, that she didn't know that Travolta, that 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 Nick Cage had taken the body of John Travolta. I think I know where you're going with this. Now, listen, <laughs> it's a little suspect that this is your longtime lover, your mm-hmm. your soulmate. You don't notice any differences in anything when you Anywhere. share the bed with him. Yeah. In, in, there's no there's no there's no sense of that. OK, I'll buy the logic of the movie. The, yeah. the movie makers laid the, laid out that they're going to swap faces and characters can't question it. OK, yeah. I'm yeah. in. I, I get it. Yeah. It's a fun idea for a picture. But after that, Nick Cage gets killed. Travolta comes within an inch of his life of of getting killed himself. Mm-hmm. He goes through. He puts on the bad guy's face, and then he kills the bad guy. Then he puts his face back on. And they didn't have the same doctor to do it, so mm-hmm. I don't know who was able to figure it out, but they did figure it out. And after he heals all up, he comes back home after being in the hospital and, you know, and, and risking his life. And Joan Allen's sitting there on her laptop <laughs> when he comes home. Like, you couldn't come pick me up at the hospital? Like, oh, hey. Oh, t- it was today? <laughs> I thought it was tomorrow. I thought it was next Tuesday. <laughs> you couldn't pick him up at the hospital? Yeah. yeah. What kind of thing is that? <laughs> after what you did? After what you did with Cage? I never thought about that. I, never, I, I did used to think about how just the body the body is just you don't know different that. in general the hairline the box hair like john travolta has one of the biggest heads in hollywood mm-hmm. shout out to john travolta but it's just the face the face doesn't the face changed but nothing else did there's more to the equation than it's kind of it's kind of de- well, we have a we have a, a mostly adult audience you know i think they understand what we're getting at that's weird but i i, I don't think you go on as a couple <laughs> you're like do you understand What's, what I've been doing yeah. for the last six weeks? Do you understand yeah. that the bad guy almost case stabbed me <laughs> and he shot me and I've been laid up in the hospital and you're playing on your laptop? I wonder if he takes out a cigarette, which he said, like, stop smoking in the house. Because remember, he couldn't he stopped smoking for the family. That's right. So if he's like, you know what? I've had a day. Yeah, that's right. I'm going outside to the patio, and I'm going to smoke a cigarette. Oh, well, the other thing he does. So it's, I mean, it's a it's a misdemeanor compared to not being picked up at the at the thing. But how he gets her back is there the 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 child of their evil, the diabolical evil guy who <laughs> took their own child as an afterthought. Like he walks in the door, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, hey, can this kid live with us?" Like, well, now what do you want me to say? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, you brought that you brought a seven year old child into our home. What, I'm going to kick him out the door now. Now we're no, stuck with out. this kid. Why would you bring a kid with our daughter's like 16 or 17? She's almost out of the house. Yeah. Like, well, guess what? After what you did with Cage, <laughs> I don't want to be with you that much anyway. And now we got a seven year old. She's like, what? I got we got to now we got to raise a child yeah. all over again. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I love it. I love it. I will give a shout out too, and you will love this one. Is you know the wrecking crew and the construction crews of the Marvel universe. They have some work to do. They, they really do. What a mess! Entire cities, and I actually think there'll be a really funny 
parody show or a short or whatever about the construction crews of the Marvel universe. Uh, that is a that is a really just cleaning idea. up like spider webs. Yeah. Like, how do I get this? Yeah, get it off. Look of at me. this mess. <laughs> right. Exactly. I like, like is this that. is this a bomb? Somebody <laughs> get this. <laughs> but go. to that to that point, my new. I don't show, think you're going to beat that. But go ahead. Well, no, <laughs> Try it's, your on, best. it's on the same line of that. Uh, our uh, actual show producer, Matt Perret, he's a former baseball player. He used to play in the Giants mm-hmm. organization. He actually left baseball to go work on Captain Marvel and Ant Man and the Wasp. So yep. he's worked on a few Marvel movies as yep. part of Second Unit. Yep. It was a PA on Second Unit. And what he essentially did was just take orders from Brie Larson and, and Paul Rudd. And it was not a great job, but more so, the reason I'm giving a shout-out to, to him and other second-year PAs is they know all the secrets and spoilers, but they can't say anything can't for say years. Anything. Hmm. So not only How are do they you keep that, that shut down, that, that locked up? Lawsuit it's insane. Will keep you quiet. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like Beyonce NDA, right? Like, you can't say nothing. But not only... Are you spoiled before seeing the movie? You also can't even go tell your buddies. Like, oh, here's what happens. Yeah. So the world didn't collapse from it, but it is weird that that did get out with Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew Bran was going to do it based on like Mm -hmm. UK uh, books and stuff, basically saying, oh, the odds are on uh, Bran to win it. And it's like, well, that, I mean, it would make no logical sense just if you're a viewer. Like, they're going to make that guy. By the way, how about that? How about that ending to, to say, to say, uh, no one's had a more interesting life. <laughs> By the way, Peter Dinklage, for all the praise he gets, that English accent got a little loose in the last <laughs> in the last season or two. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? It's not like, yeah. what are you doing, Dinklage? That's not really an accent. But anyhow, um, a fun accent bit from Game of Thrones. Go back and watch season one and Lord P- Peter Valish, his accent from season one versus like season six and five, completely different. Is that Entirely right? Entirely different. Yes, he just speaks differently. Um, last thing, Spencer, I want you to know about, so you know who your colleagues are. <laughs> Do you know that uh, Black Tie and I once had a conversation about? I, I always get it wrong, so I want you to get it right. Yes. I want him to know what what what, yeah. what you believe Please. about yourself. I, I mean, no. talk about thinking <laughs> you're <laughs> thinking you you have magic powers or superpowers. Oh, I know this oh. is going. Black Tie wants to play. No, 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 no. This, Let's dive into for, this. Just so you know, it's a lie. Black Tie said it's a lie. Black Tie. We were talking about like Austin Rivers. I, he he's like Austin Rivers is better than you think he is, and I'm like I don't. Well, Austin I don't think is my it, guy, but I don't way. think anything bad about Austin Rivers. I think it's weird that his father traded for him. <laughs> And that creates weird locker room stuff. Like, why are you putting yeah. Austin in the game, yeah. Doc? I'm better than he is. <laughs> and Black Tie said, like, why? I, I was like, why? Do you think, like, could I beat him at one-on-one or anything? Like, say, no, I couldn't beat Austin Rivers at one-on-one. Then we started throwing ones at him. He thinks he could beat Mario Chalmers. No. He thought, this is five years ago. Still, Mario Chalmers. Today, he could still beat you. Oh, I mean, <laughs> in 30 years, he could still. But what, he's, one guy played in the NBA. No. The other guy is black tie. What do you mean? With <laughs> Mario Chalmers, the starting point guard of, at that time, the world champion, or maybe just off of their championship <laughs> run, with the Miami Heat. Black tie would beat him at one on one. I see, did not say that. See, that's I said like, I could, that's, I said that's I could get a bucket. You. I said I could get a bucket. No, I said you, I could trust. Guess what? You, you guess what? You couldn't get a bucket either, right? I, I don't. I don't believe that one bit. I believe you said it, but I don't believe that you'd win. I'm, the I'm, last person on the bench, the fifteenth man, twelve, whatever number it is, you give him will way give too you much. Forty points. Oh, I play with international players and women professional players, and they do work. I hundred percent agree. Not even NBA level players that. Those they're monsters. But if you're telling me I want to play one on one in a game, I'm always going to say I can get a bucket, no matter what happens. Now, I might lose this, a level if they one. decided, if they if the the caveat would be, 
if I, if I was like, okay, I will, uh, you know, I'm going to put my car on this Mario Chalmers yeah. or whatever, all right, or one of my kids on this, I would, I would say like Chalmers, you can't let him get a bucket. <laughs> you would not get a bucket. <laughs> If he decided yeah. that if he decided to have some fun and let you get a shot off, maybe it would uh, dumb luck. It would drop I'm good, in. I'm a good. Jab. You don't think Mario Chalmers could could shut you down and just take the ball as soon as you tried to put it down <laughs> once? You try to dribble it, Chalmers would swipe yes. it. You try to shoot it, he would put it right back in your face. There's no, you, there would be no recourse for you against an NBA a, player. A broken clock is right twice a day. That's exactly so right. When you're talking about a shot, are you saying I have a specific move? I'm I going got, to do a Mario. I'm a quick I'm jab, do a step. step. Back and swish or are you like i'm gonna just get it up there oh wait it went in that counts i as got a, shot. a jab step and a little side <laughs> step <laughs> he's insane and james harden now what are you doing you do the like the double little step size. back get out of here <laughs> get out of here see we we talk movies the entire time on this podcast <laughs> as we do on film study we traffic in on unrealistic stuff I, forgive me for believing that yes if i went up against murray Chalmers, i can get one bucket i'm sorry i'm always going to believe that might be false. Hey, Probably confidence. is false. Confidence is half the battle, Irrational. but you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to believe in oneself, but I mean, sometimes it goes too far. Uh, um, you know what I'm saying, Spaghetti? of grandeur right there. What do you think of that? Who's right? I, I think I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA player would not let it happen. Like, I've seen college guys. I'm like, oh, that's insane. I mean, it. All right. Listen, I, mean, I know well, a couple well, I, fifteen year olds right now that can give you buckets. That is <laughs> true. Want to get it. That's the true. We see Bronny all the time on IG, and like he's looking like a monster exactly. right now. Like, I'd love to see that. I'd love to guys. see you against LeBron's kid. <laughs> and so I, if you could get a bucket off My of him, I would. I would be surprised. I would be. Sur- what is he? Seventeen now? No, he's like fifteen. All right. Yeah. Maybe. 14, maybe. 15. Still, still, my money's on the other guy. <laughs> I mean, come on. And then this is the also, I'm also like four years older. He since also, I said this. he also, he's got the Bernard King game. <laughs> he's got, he's got that old man game too. He's got no quicks to get yeah, you. That's yeah. all he'll do. Like, and uh, like, oh, oh, you could back, you, you could back this uh, pot belly guy down. Like that does not equal you backing down Mario yeah, Chalmers. Yeah. He's going to be way, ba- he's going to weigh more than you. He's going to be way stronger than you. And he probably still plays well, basketball to this day. It's funny, right? This was I five did. years ago. He was, he was, he, I mean, this is an NBA starting point guard. He's going to get, he's going to get buckets off. Of <laughs> so Spencer, here's what happened. Ike Taylor, who I could tell didn't really play hoops because of how he shot. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I can, I can, I can take Ike. And then we tested out that theory, and it did not work out because exactly. he was still a lockdown corner. And it's like exactly. when he puts those hands no, on you. No, no, he was retired when you did that. I took him to the free throw line when he was an active <laughs> player, and I shamed him. And I didn't, I didn't feel good about doing it. But I wanted to, I, I wanted to raise his competitive spirit. Yeah. I wanted to get his. He had a bad season, mm-hmm. and so to help boost his confidence, I said, "Here's a good place to start. You know, training wheel style. Let's go. We'll do some free throws. You beat me. You'll feel better about yourself." I wore an AJ green jersey (laughs) i couldn't miss i couldn't i didn't want him to go in but i you know i have have dignity you know see and and i just dropped them all i i watched him i watched it happen and i shattered his confidence in his career but then uh black tie played him one-on-one and and uh and Ike's confidence was fully restored. Just stick to horse, stick to pig, so they're not guarding you. Yep. Just just like I said, this is five years ago. Can I tell you something else? Can I tell you one last thing? He couldn't beat me at horse. <laughs> if, if it was horse, uncontested, black die would not. So you got a shot. He's, he's got a shot. That's right. You got a, uh, okay. Lefty. Okay. Shoot it a little bit. Yeah. A little lefty. I'm a lucky lefty, too. 
Is that right? Yep. We got a lot in common. Yep. We love the movies. Make sure you check out uh, Spencer and Black Tie's podcast again. I had an elimination chamber. Oh, geez, yeah. Louise. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. You asked me for Look it. At like, how Black you... tie, look how Black Tie steps on the promo <laughs> yeah. of the show. Go he, ahead. He put me on the spot before the show, so I had to prep for this in like 20 minutes. Like, All oh, right, go this ahead. classic DDFP. Um, do you want to see people up on what the Elimination Chamber is? I haven't done this in a while. The Elimination <laughs> Chamber, we used to make fun of it, but as it turns out, if you go on social media, it seems like everybody's doing that. You give four options, and then Black Tie says, choose one. And then it's like, well, am I choosing it because I like it or because I don't want it? And he's like, that's the game. <laughs> okay. Makes no ga- it makes no <laughs> right. sense. Okay. Makes no sense. Well, what actually, you, no. You, you guys just didn't follow the instructions. The initial rules of the Elimination Chamber is that you have to eliminate one, so the other three get to stay. But you got to get rid of one. You're not okay. picking one. You're eliminating one. All right. Well, you never, you never I, really articulated that. So, I would say, like, am I eliminating three <laughs> or am I eliminating one? But okay. So stay on brand for, you know, movies like we talked all show. All right. This el- elimination chamber is based on the futures of a few young stars and celebrities. All right. We've talked okay. about this recently in film study. Oh, yes. Tom Holland, Zion Williamson, Kyla Murray, and Game of Thrones' Kit Harrington. Eliminate one based on their future star potential. Hmm. I, I I think I have a I think that one's pretty easy for me. I mean, Sound the two. It's pretty easy for at the at the same time. Uh, right. I will say yeah. Ready? One, one two, two, three. three. Kit Harrington. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no faith in Jon Snow being a movie star, eh? I don't know. What's he gonna go? He just on had to the do? biggest. TV show of all time. Most no, 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 he no. did. The show was the bigger. He didn't have. He had it. like five lines in season eight, <laughs> by the way. And yeah, I don't know how much range he has. It's just queen. like, just sort of like surprised, kind of uh, monotone. Yeah. Just everything. Everything surprises him, like you said. I, I, I mean, maybe uh, Tom Holland, but I, you know, I, 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 I Spen- guess Spencer thinks Zion has a brighter future than Tom Holland. I disagree. I think Zion, Tom Holland is Spider-Man for the next 10 years. He's a face of the How MCU. many buckets could you get on Zion? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all this is context now because I said Tom Holland, the best thing he's going to do potentially is act, right? Yeah. So he's, he's kind of already got to his ceiling or at least approaching it. Zion is going to potentially be in the driver's seat of the NBA for the next 10 to 15 years to where if he wants to act, a studio will create a script for him to act in. And who knows? He might be good. He's that's, a very charismatic guy. Boy, that's a great point, too. He that, can be a boss in the NBA. Sure. He is a charismatic And guy. transition over to acting. So he can just, to me, he can affect more industries. Let me ask you guys this. The most realized versions of all those three guys I mentioned other than Kid Harrington are, so you have Kyler Murray, let's say, let's call him Aaron Rodgers, right? Best case scenario. You have Zion, let's call him LeBron. And then you have who's Tom Holland. Let's call it Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Who's who's the biggest star of the of that trio? Rank them. Zion. Is not, yeah. to me. Well, I don't based under- on their f- most realized version. LeBron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and um Robert Downey Jr. I mean, you know, based on the nature of superstardom in the NBA versus the NFL, you're a bigger star if you're a star in the NBA, I think. Even though yes. the NFL is the more popular sport, your individual star power, your juice to impact society. Although I'm trying to think of, like, Chris Long. If, if Tom Brady or Odell Beckham were doing what Chris Long has done in the last five years, would that be more impactful than what LeBron's done. LeBron's done remarkable things for society. I mean, but basketball's changing into that global sport as well. So Yeah, also true, right. Zion's Zion's coming in at the point where, you know, basketball in China, basketball in these in these areas that are just now starting to love and starting to come 
to the forefront of what basketball is overseas. Like he's, I think the NFL is going to wind up in China and everything else. I don't know how they're going to figure out the travel issues with playing games, but I think it will achieve just about global appeal Mm -hmm. um, because the, the NFL wants that to happen and, and it's going to be able to, to, uh, to pull that off. But, I just I I just I reject the the cynicism around Zion. Period. I, I don't understand. Well, he's not tall enough. You know, that's the, do you watch the game in the last decade or so? <laughs> exactly. What you measure is not necessarily the impact. I mean, your literal height and the way Zion plays. Like I don't. He's not like Carl Malone. He's not as tall as Carl Malone. Is like yeah. Fortunately, he's not going to play the same game that yeah. uh, Carl Malone was trying to play there. You know. Yeah. He, it's. To me, he hasn't given you a reason not to bet on him. He's 19. He's going the, – the, the nonsense about – and then we'll wrap it up. But the, the nonsense that – the story goes that – well, doesn't, hasn't exhibited much of a perimeter game. Better figure that out. I, I, it, it flummoxes me when people do that. It, how many examples do you need? Of a guy who was never required. Do you think Zion was was like the third tallest guy on any of his teams growing up? He there was no call for him to develop a a, a perimeter game or much of one. Now that he is tasked with doing that, at, given his supreme athleticism, I suspect he'll be able to get in the gym and and develop a perimeter. Mind you, he, as everybody he, else does, so he's getting about paid handsomely to develop that. Shape. I always say, outside of Eric Snow. And like Jason Williams, Vanilla Thunder, or whatever his name, <laughs> White Chocolate. White Chocolate. White chocolate. <laughs> how many? I mean, how many guys oh. in the NBA don't have a perimeter game you know, at this point? They all do. By the way, side note: your new coworker, Joe Thomas, host of Tomahawk Show. His right. nickname given to him by one Jeff Darlington, Vanilla Volcano. Oh, yeah. I like that very dance much. Moves. Adjective. Well, listen, we're we're uh, over the moon for you, Black Tie, with all your success uh, outside of uh, these I'm four I'm just walls. hitchhiking into these guys, man. Spencer, Joe, Hawk, all those guys. It's a smart move. That's yeah. what I did. I hitch my wagon to more talented people. That's the, that's the way you get ahead, Spencer. There you go. Um, but uh, make sure you check out, uh, like I say, on, on iTunes, look for the network WRTS. And, uh, and there you shall find Film Study Podcast. I hope and trust that uh, you now understand what Spencer, at least, knows about movies. And I guess he has a foil in black type. I'm the villain. That's, that's my He's role. He's the villain. Yeah. And also coming up in October on the CW, season number two of All American. Best wishes with that and everything else. Black Tie continued success. Eddie Spaghetti. You're stuck with me for the, uh, for the time being. I'm Thank afraid. you for having me. This has been we'll great. see what happens. Yeah, good times. Sorry for the 115 or whatever we did here. I don't know. Yeah, Blue by. We're good. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, see? All right, we'll be back with uh, more, more hooey and applesauce for you later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.